Sack. Thank you for listening to the Factor Points Podcast. If you've listened before, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Well, let me encourage everyone to give us a good review. If this is a blessing to you, share this podcast with others that you think may be encouraged by it as well. This is season two, episode six of the Factor Points Podcast. And yes, my apologies. I have not been uh, posting and recording regularly. Uh, and I, I've got to confess, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. And sometimes when you're a perfectionist, it leads to procrastination. And so I've got all these great ideas and plans in my mind and my heart that I want to unfold. And I just wanted to, to be such a blessing to you guys. And, and then I end up, you know, getting stuck and stalled. And so I want to, I want to ask you to pray for me that I just get unstuck and just keep going and flowing with what God has put on my heart. So today, this episode, uh, I'm not stuck. I'm going to deliver it, put it out there, tell you what the Lord told me, as I always say, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you. I want to start by jumping right into the, to scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. It says this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Verse 23 says, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. The title of this episode is Our Most Important Work. It would seem, in my opinion, that due to maybe an increase in global calamity that we're seeing, the raging uh, going on in the world, the pandemic, political corruption, um, all-out war, the list goes on and on and on about what we're seeing in these uh, last days. And I mean, and if you're looking at Scripture, these are the last days. There's more people who seem to be examining the authenticity of their salvation. Now, that's not a bad thing when we consider the fact that, as I said, we're facing a world today and the things that are going on, they can be found right out of biblical prophecy. So I want to look more closely at Jesus' statement in Matthew 7 as it relates to being a disciple, a believer, a follower of Christ and the world that we are living in today. Now, it seems kind of improbable, according to Jesus, that there are those who prophesy, cast out demons and perform miracles all in the name of Jesus, in his name, yet they do not have a true relationship with him. The name of Jesus is great and it's powerful, even in the mouth of someone who doesn't know him. When you're talking about the name of Jesus versus demons and demonic activity and so forth, scripture tells us that demons tremble at his name. So it's powerful. In comparison to this particular passage, I want to look at another one. Jesus gave uh, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, and he stated in verse 21, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So these are kind of two end times, two different groups of people, responses that are often compared and, and placed next to each other when we look at what you're either going to hear one or two things when you stand before Jesus well done good and faithful servant or depart from me I never knew you 
So the heart of this particular parable is not primarily about money, though it's often taught that way. And so it's not either or, it's both and. It's, but the heart of it, I believe, is about knowing the heart of the master, the Lord, through intimate relationship. Two out of the three servants knew the Lord, the knew the master who gave them the, the money. And, and I've done the math. It was anywhere from 600000 to over a million dollars that they were given to uh, be stewards of and to go do business with and multiply. And the first two, I believe, perceived the, the, the master giving them those funds as you believe in me, you, you trust me that you've given me this, and, and I trust you. And so I'm going to go and do what I know that you have called me to do with what belongs to you. The third one, when that servant responded to the master, the other two doubled what the master had given them. That third one said, the first thing out of his mouth was, I know that you are a hard man. And it's like, wow, his heart, his perception of who the master is. And Jesus is giving this parable because he's saying, this is how people see the Lord. Either you see the Lord as someone you can trust or you see the Lord as someone to be afraid of. And so I'm not talking about fear of the Lord. I'm talking about fear as in you're afraid or scared of someone. So that was the heart of the third one. He did not have a real intimate relationship with the one who had entrusted uh, his resources to him. And therefore, he didn't multiply it. He buried it. And he thought that by playing it safe, he would be blessed. But we know that's not the way that that story turned out. So it's about intimate relationship with the Lord. The point here is that those who prophesied and they cast out demons and they did miracles, they didn't do those things in error. I mean, if you look at that, they, they blessed people. So you can say there was some good that came out of it. It's that they didn't do the one thing, the most important thing that was required. The one thing that was most important to the Lord. Notice the words of Jesus. I never knew you. He didn't say you never prophesied or you never did any miracles. In essence, he's saying you never truly walked out the highest purpose or receive the greatest miracle of knowing and walking with me. Jesus just lays out something here and basically says, knowing me and me knowing you is greater than prophecy, greater than miracles, greater than casting out demons. In fact, this is what salvation is all about. Christ died that we might be reconciled to oneness with God through Christ Jesus. John chapter 17 and verse 3 says this, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The message here is clear. Eternal life is not simply living forever. If someone were to ask me prior to me reading this verse and understanding it, I would say, yeah, eternal life means, you know, you just you just live forever and ever and ever, right? It's, it's to live forever. That's what eternity means. But according to Jesus, eternal life is knowing him. Knowing God the Father and God the Son, and, and certainly you can add God the Holy Spirit in there as well. It's, it's having an intimate relationship with him, having that oneness with the one true and living God. You see, everyone's going to live forever in terms of existence, but not everyone's going to have eternal life in terms of relationship with the Lord. Those who exist forever apart from him, that's eternal damnation. That's that's hell. That's 
uh, what God doesn't want for any man, that place that's been designated for Satan and all the fallen angels and demonic forces and all of that, that was designed for them. But when we reject that relationship with the Lord, everyone lives forever in terms of existence, but not everyone has eternal life. That's only that's only through Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So we're going to come full circle now to where we began in Matthew 7 and 23 and understand that those who are rejected, they're done so because of two main reasons. Number one, they never knew Jesus. Depart from me, I never knew you. And two, they continue to practice lawlessness. John, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4 says simply, gives us a definition of sin. It says sin is lawlessness. It's living your life as though there are no rules. You can do whatever you want, whatever feels good, feels right. Say yes to it and just do you 100% and completely ignore it and disregard the ways of God and the ways of the kingdom. Well, some people call that freedom, but that's actually bondage. True freedom is when you live out what you've been designed to do, what God purposed you to do, and, and who God purposed you to be. And if, you know, again, looking at the really real heart of what Jesus is stating here, he's saying your highest purpose, whom the Son uh, has set free is free indeed. Your highest level of freedom is in intimacy and oneness with him. You see, a genuine walk with the Lord isn't primarily identified by the works we do for others. The works we do for others aren't bad. Praise God for the works we do for others. We're supposed to do work for others. But first and foremost, it starts with the love we have for the Lord and the love he has for us. The works, again, they should be present, but they are an outgrowth and an overflow from the love that we receive through knowing and loving the Lord. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19 says, We love because he first loved us. So our loving of others is generated out of receiving the love we have for him. Where does that come from? Relationship, knowing him, him knowing us. He wants us to have that oneness with him. The same oneness that Jesus has with God the Father is the same oneness that Jesus wants with us, with the church, with every disciple that's following him and accepting him as Lord and Savior. The mark of a true Christian life isn't about checking boxes and measuring up to a standard and then being deemed qualified based on our efforts. I'm not saying there are no standards. Yes, there are standards and, and ways of life and things that we should uh, thrive to grow in and develop as habits. But first and foremost, it's the, it's the humility, the sacrifice, and a life of total dependence on the Lord. Standing in righteousness before the Lord will never be about pointing to our record of good works. I need to say that again. Standing in righteousness before the Lord will never be about pointing to the record of good works that we have attained over our lifetime. It's only about standing before the Lord and pointing to Jesus and his finished work through a sinless perfect life, a sacrificial sinner's death, and the demonstration of God's power over death and the grave through the resurrection that reconciles us. Did you hear that? The resurrection that reconciles us. You see, when, when one puts their faith in Jesus, 
you identify with his death and you identify with his resurrection. And it's in that identification with his resurrection that we are reconciled. And hear me, that's the whole point. The cross was not the point. The grave was not the point. The resurrection, even hear me, the resurrection isn't the end of the story. The end of the story is all of those who would believe, receive, and be reconciled back to God because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What's the point of all of what he did, you know, came and lived and died and rose if nobody believed and got reconciled to the Lord? So once again, Depart from me, I never knew you. What does that reveal to you? It reveals to you that knowing him is the greatest priority of the Lord. He did all of that, life, death, resurrection, the cross, the pain, the nails, the, the, the crown of thorns. All of that he did so that we could be known and he could be known. And we're not just talking about intellectual knowledge. We're talking about intimate relationship. Jesus wants oneness with you. This is why I'm going to teach on it later and prayerfully write on it. But John 15, where it talks about abiding in the Lord. I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. Jesus, I mean, he he just, he gives a, an incredible illustration and the depth of it there is just so rich yet it's so simple it's stay connected to me and not not just be connected to me but let me get in you and you get in me and we become one these are these are very intimate terms but it's it's intimate on a spiritual level it's intimate on a level that goes beyond physical goes beyond sexual even goes beyond emotional it's spiritual and there's no greater form of existence and intimacy than spiritual intimacy. And that's what we're going to live in for all of eternity. So my message to you is this. Jesus has the highest priority on relationship, knowing him and being known by him. So. How are you walking that out in your life? How am I walking that out in your life, in my life? Are, am I spending time with him? You only, you only get to know someone if you spend time with them. And again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that this merits, you know, anything. No, if you're truly saved, you want to do it. If, if, you're true, if you're born again, if old things are passed away and all things have become new, something's changed on the inside of you that can't be satisfied by nothing, by, by anything this world has to offer. It's only satisfied by the God who saved you and knowing him. This new nature on the inside of you, this new nature, this, this, this redeemed, this Christ incarnate on the inside of you, this Holy Spirit, whatever you call it, whatever you call it, the new, the new man, the old man is dead, the new you is alive. What, what, however scripture you want to stand on to identify that, that new you and that new spiritual awakening on the inside, that person, that spirit on the inside of you needs to connect. And there's nothing in the world that fits, nothing of this world fits. Only that which is of the kingdom of God. I, I want to go back to Matthew 7 and 21. Notice Jesus said this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
We're talking about arriving at eternity and eternal life, kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father, who, who is in heaven, will enter. So while we're in the earth, we need to develop a relationship with the Father who is in heaven. And so the relationship with the Father in heaven is the highest priority while we're on earth. And that's the number one thing Jesus is looking for. Again, he didn't say depart from me that you never, you didn't go to church enough. Depart from me, you didn't sing enough worship songs. Depart from me, you didn't do miracles. Depart from me, you didn't give enough money to the church. No, no, no. That's not on his list. There's only one thing on his list. Depart from me, I never knew you. I never knew you. Verses, well done, good and faithful servant. When you To know him is to serve him. I'll back it up with scripture. In John 21, when Jesus is walking with Peter after his resurrection, walking on the beach after Peter denied him three times, Jesus has risen from the grave, he did another miracle with the fish in the boat, and, and now he's walking with Peter. And he says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he says, then feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And this, this happens three times. And so what is Jesus saying? He's saying, if you love me, then the expression of love, that the, the expression or action that you can do that demonstrates your love for me is to serve and feed those who have yet to know me. And, and, and I love that it says both sheep and lambs, meaning take care of those who do know me and are walking and still need to be fed and take care of those new ones, those babies also that are that need to be nurtured and built up. And so it's a way that we can learn and be encouraged on how do I live this out? How do I live out this knowing the Lord? Well, it's it's serving. Yes, it's worship. Yes, it's learning. Hey, it's all of the uh, all of the above. If it's going to draw you closer to the presence of the Lord, knowing his heart, knowing his will and submitting yourself to to operating in that will and doing it not because you're going to be seen or known or not because you're going to get any applause or recognition, but just because you know it's pleasing in his sight, just because you know that this is what living out this new nature on the inside of you is all about. It's about bringing him glory, bringing glory to his name for who he is, being a light in the darkness. And my God, do we ever need that more than ever today. We need believers to rise up, stand up and be a light in the darkness, first and foremost, because they know him and he knows you. So thank you for listening today. I pray that this encourages you to go deeper in your walk with the Lord. Go deeper in your prayer life. Go deeper in serving others. Go deeper in your worship. Go deeper in knowing him. Don't get caught up in the hype, if you will, of the sensational stuff. Now, I believe in miracles. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the, the power and gifts of the Spirit. But the, the healthiest posture and operation of those things comes first and foremost from an intimate, loving relationship with the Lord. Or else we could easily become performers. And again, number two, the number two thing that, that got him rejected 
continue to practice lawlessness. You who practice lawlessness. See, when you really know him, that conviction kicks in. And it's hard to sin when you know the Lord. And that's a good thing. So be encouraged. The Lord loves you. God loves you. For God so loved you that he gave his only son that if you believed in him, you would not perish but have eternal life. And eternal life is to know him, the one true and living God. Thank you for listening. Can I ask you again, pray for me. I want to keep this going. Man, I got a big vision for this and the enemy's been fighting it in so many ways. But God's grace is sufficient and I'm moving forward for his glory. So uh, I want to help. I want to serve just as I just shared with you. Uh, I want to love the Lord through my worship, through how I learn and how uh, I serve as well. So give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to the podcast. And let's share it. I've got great things that are coming soon. And I I mean, oh, I can't wait to tell you about it. So it's going to be a blessing to you. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Stay on point. And remember, he's here. He knows. And he's able. Thank you.